0: Man, I just love these podcasts and I love talking and I love sharing with you and I'm just so glad that we have this time each week. I'm going to try to share a little bit more with you each more than when I have been. I'm going to try to share more often. So you can try to prepare for that, which is exciting. Sorry, I'm moving around a little bit. I'm gonna get comfy. I actually haven't gotten comfy yet. So I'm just getting some blankets. It's nighttime actually. Everest is asleep, which is nice. I just got all caught up. Well, mostly caught up with work. We had some changes that I had to fix Um, yeah so I'm excited to share a little bit more often Um, I actually just fell asleep and then my husband called me asking a question he was in a different room And I was about to go to sleep. But I decided to stop working. It's late at night. And take this opportunity while Everest is asleep and Caleb's in the other room. To just um, put together another podcast for you. And... I'm really excited about this podcast. I'm not sure how long it will actually be. Just because there's going to be a lot of details I may or may not remember. In this podcast, I'm going to be talking a little bit. I'm just going to go through a day in the life in Spain. And maybe I'll throw in some random stories or whatnot. So... Um. yeah and uh, living in Spain you know has its perks but I also was uh, very homesick well no the first semester I was not homesick at all and I was so glad that I did not only do half of a year like one semester because it would not have been enough time for me. And I knew that going in, that I wanted to spend a large amount of time there. And I was very glad that I spent a whole year. But by the end of the year, boy, was I ready to go home. I was ready to get back to the United States and just get back to family, get back to what my life was like before, being abroad, getting, get back to hearing English all the time instead of Spanish. Yeah. I might do a day in the life. Well, they're kind of similar. But I guess I'll first do a day in, I was going to say I'll do a day in the life when I lived with a family and then a day in the life um, when I lived in an apartment. But my life was different when I lived in the different situations because I was working the second semester and I was not working the first one. There were quite a few differences. Hopefully, I can explain them correctly. Um, so, I would wake up around seven, and granted, um, seven a.m. But I uh, just want to throw it out there that they have we have a seven-hour time difference, so. They're seven hours behind or, or, or ahead of people in the United States, so if it's one p m then it's seven p m there Therefore, they're farther seven hours ahead of us so yeah, that is a weird thing to get used to but what i did learn was it's easier to go from the united states to like spain but it's harder to go from like spain to the united states you're much more jet-lagged when you when 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 i came back i was much more jet-lagged because now you're going back seven hours so when it's you know 8 p.m., 9 p.m. here when you should be going to bed. I'm, you know, thinking it's. what time would it be? 8? Mmm, shoot. It, that would be 2 a.m. So you would need to go to bed, like, seven hours earlier to go to bed at 7 and 8, which is, like, you know, noon that day. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's way—it's just—I don't know. It's just a lot harder to go back instead of forward, apparently. Someone I once knew— said that the way the best way now I've never tried this so don't hold me to this the best way to get rid of jet lag is to ground it's like called grounding when you first get to a place when you're new and you will possibly be jet lagged you go to the ground and you're bare feet and then you stand on the ground with your bare feet and apparently it's supposed to sink you up. You stay there, stand there for a while, Google it, Google it. But apparently it works for people. I have never tried it. I will try it next time I go abroad. But I had heard this tidbit um, after I had been abroad and I just haven't really been abroad back much since, since that time. yeah so yeah that's called grounding and apparently it sinks your body to the time frame of where you're at i i don't really know how there's science behind it and what they think but yeah try it if you're going abroad uh so i would wake up around 7 i think we started school at 8 a.m so we would need to get ready and often the family wasn't up so just my roommate and i oh my gosh i am yawning forever a million times sorry 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 we would get up get ready you know i would not you can't take very long showers here so i kind of got scarred from this and it, I brought it back to the United States, and I still kind of am somewhat affected by this and somewhat not. So, there was a drought in Spain. I think I already said, no, I didn't explain it. Like, uh There was a drought when I was there. And, um... So they were trying to conserve water. It was expensive, all this and that. Plus it was COVID. Oh my gosh, I was just falling asleep. So I do not know what I was just saying just there. That is so funny. I literally was just falling asleep. I'm going to finish this podcast at a later date. Because I'm falling asleep. I need to go to bed. But I will continue this yes oh my gosh I listened to that before I continue that's so funny I was falling asleep I was telling you a story and falling asleep that is insane I can't believe it. I said and it was COVID at the time it was not COVID at the time it was 2011 and 2012 so funny I can't believe I was falling asleep uh, yeah so they were like conserving water. they had to because it was a drought, not covid <laughs> i don't know I think I was starting to like dream I was dreaming, I started dreaming so because I do remember starting to fall asleep and thinking covid, but that had nothing to do with covid and I knew I said something weird, so funny, <laughs> okay, so yeah, you had the, they they had to conserve water because they were in a drought so you could only do like five minute showers and the water it wasn't enough time to like for the water to warm up so the water was freezing cold all year round and because you only okay so what i meant to say was you only get a five minute shower The water would shut off after five minutes. It was like on a timer or something. Or the family just turned off the water. So you could shower for five minutes, but that was not enough time for the water to get warm. So you were always taking a freezing, ice-cold shower every single time. So I learned, I picked up this, like, crazy habit of only taking like less than 5 minute showers cuz you didn't even want to be in there for 5 minutes. It was ice cold. You really only wanted to be in there for like 2 minutes, literally just enough to absolutely get clean. And then like get out of the shower, shave everything, you know, don't take time to shave, that's a waste because you're going to be freezing cold and your hair's just going to grow back while you're shaving it so you're never really gonna get it down so that's stupid so yeah anyway that was a weird thing but yeah i um you would shower we would shower i was shower i think i only showered like in the morning you only really wanted to do one shower because it was like torture every time you would shower and um in the morning early and then you would like finish doing makeup all that and then um we had like a little bathroom in connected to our bedroom like yeah and um and we had a little balcony in our bedroom which was really cool you could look out in the morning as the sun was rising you couldn't actually you could maybe see the sunrise i can't remember if we could because it was buildings um right in front of us and like long I don't know if I really want to say alleyways but like long streets so uh as the sun was coming up it was just kind of pretty kind of reminds you of like Paris or something but it was like long tall buildings all connected and you could sit out on your balcony as the sun you know Rose, but it was super echoey so any families out for morning walks or people playing like spanish guitars in the morning or walking through the streets or like clacking like their their heels you would hear everything and everything would echo like crazy but i often would like read the word or journal sitting out on the patio or in my bed before once i was either ready or before i got ready And then we would typically eat breakfast by ourselves. I remember eating breakfast with my roommate Molly sometimes. And sometimes I just remember eating by myself. I don't even know if she... She had different classes than I, but we both had them at the same time. So I just... I don't remember if we walked together. We must have walked together. And... Um... But I think we had different classes at different times, or different, but we had different classes, but it was all at the same time. But there were some different buildings, so I don't remember always walking with her. I do remember walking alone to school a lot. Anyway, so we would always have breakfast, but breakfast really wasn't breakfast. I remember, I think I remember Molly, like, skipping breakfast because all it was is like an equivalent to like a donut what you would eat in the morning and I just felt like that was awful for like eating a donut I never would eat a donut in the morning in the United States but so what they would have is like just like bread and chocolate like something like a cookie with bread and chocolate in the middle like a print they were called principe cookies or it would be like a croissant with chocolate inside and on top or mm, like a chocolate muffin just like a tiny little thing like one little tiny little thing like you might as well just not eat you're eating basically sugar and bread so don't even eat oh they made this breakfast oh my gosh i'm about to make this oh my gosh okay 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 get a pen and paper because you may or may not just love this recipe. So what they would do, this was a a breakfast that we would have on the weekends when they were home typically. Well, they would not always get up with us. I guess sometimes they would get up and eat with us before school and sometimes they wouldn't, depending on what they were doing that day because the dad was already off to work and the mom and the baby were sometimes still sleeping or sometimes they would be up. So... Ooh, yeah, I had it yawn in this podcast. Uh, so, uh, this, okay, so get a pen and paper. I'm about to tell you this recipe. So, they would have like French bread, right? And they would cut it in half and then they would take um, a tomato, like a whole tomato, and then they would puree it. So, they have like those It was the coolest thing. They have them in the United States. I did not, I'd never seen this. It's kind of like a puree and it's like a long neck. And then there's like, it's like um, a handheld device, not a blender or anything, but it's a handheld device and you put, it has a long neck and it blends it on the bottom and purees it kind of. I need to get one of these just to make this meal and it purees the tomatoes and then um, they would take the french bread cut it in half so you have like a half one side and then make it into smaller pieces a couple like four small pieces and then they would like poke holes kind of like halfway through the bread like push down like a fork or something and then they would put olive oil spread olive oil on the bread and then they would put salt on the olive oil and bread, like some salt, and then they would um, put the puree, the tomato, the tomato, pureed tomato on there, and then more salt, and oh, that's it. I'm pretty sure that's it. And it was so, 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 so good. I can't tell you, if you don't like tomato, I want to say you would love this, but it's so good. I think the toast was toasted also. I think the French bread was toasted. Yeah, it was because I remember it being warm. But oh my gosh, if you like tomato, you would love this. It's kind of mediterranean i guess italian spanish type deal i don't know where they make this if it's only in spain but oh my gosh that was one that's my favorite breakfast i remember bringing it home and sharing it with my family and my family loved it so there you go i hope you like it i hope you enjoy it i'm just gonna check outside it was raining i think it's cooler now i might change to pants My family was in town today, and, um, oh, the baby woke up. My family was in town, and so I think we're going to go do some things today as well. But the baby just woke up. So after eating a little tiny croissant for breakfast, which, as you know, in the United States... A lot of people say that breakfast is the most important meal of the day, although I feel like that saying is kind of lost in today's, I mean, today people may or may not eat breakfast at all, whereas, like, my parents, you know, back in the 60s, um, they ate breakfast like as the most important meal of the day which I think we really need to get back to that because honestly the your breakfast in my mind you do a workout first before you eat and then this is what I do and then you have like your protein or whatever and and have your breakfast And it sets the day right. And when you eat right and you eat a good amount, you know, not too full, but full enough. And it sets your day off in the right direction. You have energy, you're motivated, you're excited about where you're going and what you're doing. I don't know. But anyways, so, but honestly, people today, like, don't eat breakfast at all a lot of times. And uh, I've noticed that. Or they'll just have like a coffee or they won't eat anything at all or you know something small which goes along with that Spanish culture type deal but also here people yeah people just eat like a donut and coffee you know I mean that's horrible but it's totally a thing so I guess it's kind of similar but at the same time yeah i don't know i think we should really get back to a good hearty breakfast in the morning not too much but like you know my favorite breakfast ever is smashed avocado on an everything bagel with everything bagel seasoning and if you're really feeling hungry add an egg like a poached egg or something so good and then everything bagel seasoning and all different that oh my gosh it's like my favorite breakfast in the whole world I gave you another recipe like where's this coming from anyways so okay so you eat breakfast we would eat breakfast Molly and I would almost always eat breakfast just her and I sitting at the table or just grab it and walk and eat it as we went because it was like this tiny little croissant thing that we almost always ate and we got so sick of them by the end I'm yawning because I took a break recording this cuz Everest was awake and I just worked and then I'm going back and circling back and he's asleep for the night so yay but it is later so obviously I have to yawn so anyways where we will would walk and we would leave our what they call piso which is like basically an apartment but they're a little they seem a little bit bigger Then an apartment. They're always hardwood. They're always tile flooring. Almost always. I think always. They just don't have carpet because it gets so hot in the summer. And then we would ride down this elevator, which is basically like a box on wheels up and down. It's so crazy how rickety they seem. I don't know. I mean, not all of them, but like the one I lived in and then both of the places I lived in were pretty sketch-filled. But I went into some other places and they weren't as bad like with other families I knew in Spain. So, yeah. Anywho, so we would make our way down from the apartment to out into the park. What did they call that park? I forget in Spanish but in English it basically was like Pigeon Park or something and then Pajaro Park or was what everybody called it and um which is parrot bird I don't know so anyways um we left and we would make our way we'd walk through the winding the not winding but like the streets and there are lots of tall buildings and alleyways and very beautiful very like i wish i would have had in my iphone then you know and i have lots of pictures honestly but i don't always ever pull them out and the pictures were not that great it was like with this camera and okay anyways but really tall tall buildings and they're all connected I mean, there were two different routes you could pretty much take. Well, there were multiple routes, but the two routes that I took were walking along the main street. But it was super crowded when we went to go eat, and there are lots of people in the streets, or lots of cars in the streets, and people on the sidewalks, and it was just really hustle and bustly. And uh, so, I would often take like side roads and back roads and and stuff. So, one route. Um, the main route on the sidewalks, they both took about the same, but the back route you would walk through several parks and pass some coffee shops so you could grab a coffee on the way if you were early enough, which was really nice. I don't even know if they ever had to go cups there they must have, but we were always like grabbing a coffee. We hardly ever grabbed, like, a coffee because a coffee to go. We would always go there and hang out and get internet or, like, talk or meet people. So I don't even know. I never saw a to-go cup. Anyways, so, because I think about living, like, where we live now and, like, just being in the United States, like, everybody has to-go cups. Like, do people do sit. You know, but where we live and our situation right now, like, we did in Texas, but where we live now in South Dakota, it's just not, like, we live out in the country, so it's just not, we, and plus we have baby, so it just, we're not chilling at a coffee shop these days, whereas we used to just chill for hours and sit there and drink the coffee there, like they do in Europe, but, yeah, so anyways, they do have so anyways okay we I would take some back roads go past down some alleyways and I really loved the walk to class I often had class um uh, at one of these other farther buildings than the main building the main courtyard um building the building that we had the main building had like a courtyard in the middle of the of the uh, i don't know university area so it was like a little park in the middle of the building and there were lots of plants and a balcony up over and you could look out the the skylight like opened up the building like it was all the whole ceiling was skylight it was gorgeous but the other building uh, was more similar to a regular university college school type situation but the other building walked past candy shops and um, a little bit more residential areas and our favorite shawarma shop i don't know if you know what a shawarma is but it's basically just like turkish um gyro type that kind of food but that was the first time i ever learned about it was in europe and they make the best shawarmas in the whole world if i'm being honest my this is a past life situation but um we would always get drunk And at night, instead of going, like, in college, we would go to Taco Bell. Um, I never do this anymore, but this is something that we did a lot of drinking while I lived there. And a lot of drinking in college. And so, anyways, in Spain, when we were drunk, we would go, instead of Taco Bell in the United States, we would go to this shawarma place because it was, like, super greasy, lamb, you know, so good. So, so, so good so much fun the guys that worked there were hilarious oh my gosh they were so funny you were gonna have a good time just chit-chatting with them while waiting for your food while they made your food oh my gosh and we like knew them by name so anywho we walked past that place we walked past our our favorite hookah tea bar so we would go and get We would smoke hookah, which hookah in Spain has no nicotine inside. You could never smoke nicotine, like actual tobacco. That's what I'm trying to say. You couldn't smoke hookah with tobacco in it inside. If you wanted tobacco, you had to sit outside in Spain. But in Africa, we would smoked hookah, and I didn't know. I thought it was the same for some reason. I just wasn't thinking. Okay, when we were in Africa, I was like, in Ethiopia, I was like, oh, It's like, I just wasn't thinking Africa's Africa and Spain is Spain. I don't know. I just had never had hookah before, only in Spain. And then when I went to Africa, my cousins offered me, you know, hookah. And I was like, sure. There was some crazy drug in that hookah when I was in Africa. I thought I was like being drugged out of my mind. Like I don't know what was laced in that but it was not just nicotine and it was just not tobacco there was some drug in it because but i also had alcohol i was drinking like i had a drink and i did hookah but oh my gosh and that was my first real experience with real hookah because the other stuff was just basically flavored smoke in spain like there was nothing in it at all But I was with my cousins when I was in Africa So I wasn't worried Uh, yeah So, and one of my cousins Was a local in Ethiopia So I was not worried at all Like, I was super safe with them But I would have been probably worried Had I not been with family Anyways So be aware if you're in Africa And you're smoking hookah Because there could be crazy stuff Not just tobacco in your hookah anyways so back to my other story so I'm walking to school and um, passing all these places my favorite candy that I got it was like the watermelon sour patch kids oh my gosh I've tried the watermelon sour patch kids so Caleb's favorite candy at the movie theater if you ever go to the movie theater with my husband his favorite candy is the sour patch watermelon kid things and that's what he would always get as a kid at the movie theater and so it's funny because I thought that I had never tried it and here he would always say that's his favorite candy blah 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 we hardly ever we went to the movie theater when we were friends but never like hard uh, maybe when we were dating a little bit but never while we were married because it was 2020 by then and then never since and so I was like thinking like this Watermelon Sour Patch Kid candy just doesn't exist because I really haven't seen it ever, but now I'm realizing I have totally seen it, and it was in Spain, bro. What? Crazy. Anyways, that was my favorite candy there, and I remember it now, but that's crazy. I had no idea. Okay, anyways. anyways, that was a long story. I don't even know if you followed that, but I hope you enjoyed it. So... Anyways, that was my favorite candy, and I always wanted to stop to get it. They had the best, like, um, bakeries right there. You could always get, like, a really good croissant, like, a big, a really big American-sized croissant. Everything is so small in Spain. Like, their espresso super small. Their pops and their drinks, sodas, very, very small. Like, like the smallest, like, smaller than the small in, in the United States. They're like regular drink and they didn't really have other sizes, just like the one size. They might now and they might try to, you know, accommodate. But the regular size was smaller than the regular, like a regular small, if that makes sense. So small. And you could not get refills on anything. That was like my biggest pet peeve. I remember, not a pet peeve, but just annoying, I guess, a kind of a pet peeve. But it was like you couldn't go to the bathroom without paying you had to buy something if you wanted to use the bathroom i think i already said that in a different podcast but i just hated that and then also you would get a pop you would buy a drink a soda i think most people say soda but i'm from the midwest and we say pop so you would buy a pop right soda and then you could not have refills and it was like basically three drinks and then your whole drink is done Your it's over the worst, I remember coming back and I'd be like, oh my gosh, the luxury of living in the United States, free refills, oh my word, that alone sells me to go to your restaurant. And I hated that we couldn't do that in Spain. I hated that. Yeah, and not having peanut butter. Cause I was on like a really big peanut butter kick in college. Like I always had peanut butter and I always had a scoop a day, but I'm not really like that anymore. I already said that, but I just thought I'd reiterate because anyways, I was on pet peeves and or not pet peeves things. That I didn't like, okay, so yeah, I would love to stop at that bakery, although I didn't stop that often. I chose to do other things anyways, so we would go to class. I had maybe five classes each day. I took lots of different classes every class was completely in Spanish I took your basic Spanish like class and I took um, like reading class in Spanish I took a literature class in Spanish I took a linguistics class in Spanish I took like a grammar class in Spanish so bad at I took history I think in Spanish I remember being in class and the first day my I'm pretty sure he was gay but he goes he was so funny he was like my favorite teacher he goes okay first day of class what you need to know is your first homework for tonight is going to be that you need to go out and find either a boyfriend or a girlfriend. And you need to begin dating them and get into a serious relationship. And we're like, what? Why? Like, and they have to be from Spain, he said. And and you and I was, we were all like, why, why? And he's like, because your Spanish will increase... Dramatically. Overnight. He goes because you want to talk to them and you want to communicate so you are going to work hard at getting better at your Spanish and you'll talk in Spanish all the time. And we thought that was the funniest thing but there were some people that did and it is so true. It's crazy. And now I wish I would have in a way. But the hard part about that in general is that everybody in Spain is so short and skinny and I was like tall and I gained 30 pounds living in Spain even though I was training for a marathon so I was running like 10 miles a day the most i had ever ran ever like 10 to you know 10 to 15 on a like I guess I mean every day I ran anywhere from 3 to 10 Average, but then my runs, runs got runs got longer throughout the time, and you know up fifteen, you know to twenty three or whatever. So I was running a lot, but I was eat, also eating so much. I think this is another. Well, I'll I'll get that. I'll get to what I'm about to say about food. So yeah, I would you would go to class, and then you would be done by one or two in the afternoon and that was when siesta started was one or two in the afternoon so then you would come home i think it was around two we would go home for lunch and i was honestly always so famished like i was dying because you really didn't eat a breakfast at all and then you're expected to wait till 2 p.m. to eat and again the like i didn't get really any food that wasn't given to me by my host family i think later on i started getting smart and bringing snacks but i there wasn't you nobody really ate food in class like it just it's not like a thing like it is in the united states and even in the united states it wasn't too much of a thing but i didn't care when I lived in the United States, I would do whatever I wanted. But I was kind of trying to, like, do what was more socially acceptable when I lived in Spain. But I just got to the point where I was like, I just can't handle it. And I am dying because you get to, you leave, get to school at 8 and then you don't eat until 2. And you really don't eat anything in the beginning. So it was just not a good no, – it was just not pretty because I – like, the whole time I was in Spain, I was either fasting, like, starving myself, anorexia style – or I was gorging myself well I'm gonna about to get to that so then we would come home for siesta and that's when we would eat lunch at two and then my host family I love them so much so much but they would it's just I, I don't know if it's a Spanish culture or what so there was a bad combination they would feed us lots of carbs every day always carbs and it was like an absorbent amount like overflowing plates of like noodles or rice or whatever it was and so much and then you had to eat everything on your plate because it was like socially unacceptable and they would give you a hard time or they would be upset if you didn't eat everything that was on your plate so Super bad combination, like a humongous plate overflowing with food, and you had to eat everything, and then you were starving so it was good, but then your stomach was in excruciatingly excruciating pain after you were done eating because you absolutely gorged yourself, and then you would have to wait so you would eat at like two, two thirty. And then one or two, something like that. And then you would have to wait until 9 to 11 p.m. Sometimes 11 p.m. I wouldn't eat till. Not often. It was mostly at 9 p.m. But again, now you're again waiting 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 7 hours to eat your next meal. That's horrible. That's so unhealthy. Like... And if that was seven, eight, sometimes nine hours if you waited till 11, if they waited till 11 to feed you, ugh, it was absolutely awful. So that's just how they eat their meals eight, two, and nine. Eight, nine. So honestly, I remember waiting up one night and we would go out to party you know out hanging out with people drinking whatever to the club to a shop bar whatever and usually we would leave by 11 or 12 sometimes 10 and we were like early like the americans were like early because to us going out at 10 11 is normal like anywhere from 8 to 10 is like okay you're going out to party and then you'll be back by midnight one, you know, something like that. Well, people in Spain go out at midnight. I think I already talked to you about this. If you listen to a previous podcast, if you haven't listened to the other podcasts, I highly recommend going back and listening to like Granada part one and Granada part two because I give you a lot of backstory about like a little bit about Granada so that you have. A little bit more context to what I'm sharing than what I'm sharing right now. Because it's a little bit, you can picture it better. So anyways, and then you come home, you leave at midnight and you come in the bars and everything doesn't close until 7 a.m. So you leave, most people don't get out till midnight, which I was actually super tired by midnight and one. And we would often leave at 10 p.m. Sometimes eight or nine because that's what we do in the united states so all the americans were out early and they would like be going to bed when the spaniards were coming out but we would often try to do what the spaniards were doing because that was the culture so sometimes we would leave at midnight and get home at 7 a.m which in my opinion is absolutely absurd honestly i didn't do that until i lived on my own because The family I lived with had a baby, and, um, yeah, that's not a good thing, coming in at 7 a.m., so, anyways, uh, but I remember waiting up until 11, and then we, we didn't leave until midnight, this was, like, one of the first times I did it, because we ate dinner at 11, and then we went out at midnight. with my family the host family and I know we stayed out late I don't know that I stayed up I think I stayed up till the sun came up like five or six and then we went home but I guess that's out late so but 7 p.m. 7 a.m. people are maybe starting to go to work I think people went to work around eight or nine most of the shops open up so that's when most places open for work is around that time. Anyways. So. Uh, anyways. I. Okay. Where was I? Coming home for lunch. Sorry about that. I remember laying on my bed after lunch, just writhing in pain. Because I ate so much and, like, forced myself. Both of me and my roommate were just being so much pain. Sitting there at lunch, waiting. Like, we couldn't move. We were in so much pain. Because we ate so much. And. Yeah. We just had to sit there until we digested some so we could move. But you couldn't not not eat you had to otherwise they were like offended that you didn't eat all the food officially like for real and then um the dad would be home and eat with us of the family and then he would go back to work around three or five or three anywhere from three to four some sometimes five and then um we would go out to parks I would go to like a youth group I went, I was a part of, um, sometimes I would work at my jobs, um, where I would teach, if you didn't listen to the podcast, then you wouldn't know that I taught in Spain, I taught kids English in Spain, um, for, as a job, but in my first semester, I did not have those jobs yet, so I did not do that at that point, um, yeah certain days I went to the elementary school that I taught English at I think I did that in place of school it was like an internship that's what it was it was an internship yeah or was it volunteer I think it was both volunteer internship thing I was getting credit for it but I yeah anyways that was cool Oh, we would explore the city, you know, go for walks. I would do my runs at that point because I was training for a marathon. What else would we do? Go, Um, we would go, what is that, snowboarding or to the beach at this time. We would go to the beach sometimes. We would go shopping. I don't know. I mean, there's so much to do. Go get a go get a ice cream or a gelato. Um, go to church. I did that a lot. Mm, go exploring. Go get in an, uh, an intercombio. If you don't didn't listen to other podcasts, an intercambio is where someone that newer language would meet with another person of a different language and then they would speak to each other in their native language so the other person can learn basically and like what I did is I would speak I was learning Spanish and other people wanted to learn English, so we would speak for half hour in English and half hour in Spanish, both of us, so that we could both learn the other person's language, but you could do any language. I talk about it more in a different podcast, so if you want to learn more about that or me explain it and talk about it more, you have to listen to the other two podcasts, so shamelessly, shame plug, shamelessly, you know, yeah, shameless plug, you know, shameless you know what I'm trying to say. Anyways, uh, yeah, so there was, like, lots of free time at that at that point. Sometimes, sorry, well, that lisp right there. Sometimes we would have, like, excursions connected with the university I was a part of. Where we would go and we would do tours or go to museums. Or they would take us to a historic place in the city. Oh, we would also go explore the castle the Alhambra that was one of our tours in the city we would go sit and view the Alhambra at the viewing place in Granada a lot I would go hang out with like friends that I had met in Spain and just hang out with them yeah I mean there was so much to do all the time so I went to one bullfight and I talk about that in the other podcast. Make sure to go listen to the other podcast so you can hear about it, and my thoughts about it, and my experience. Yeah, riding the bus for the first time was ever was in Spain. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, lots to do. Whew. Um, sorry with all the yawns. I'm sorry about that. Okay, so then after that, that would be like most of the evening. We would come home for dinner, you know, anywhere from 8 to 10. We would eat dinner. And then we would basically go out to party every single night. And this is a normal thing. In Spain I presume it was just the lifestyle we had back then but it was just kind of the lifestyle of young kids there and um, I'm sure not every kid in Spain did that college kid or whatever but most and so um, we'd leave it around Anywhere from 10 to 11 we would leave. There were places called shot bars where you could get a shot for one euro, which was super cheap, but the shots were way littler than I realized. But one of my favorite shots, which I don't take shots anymore, just so you know, um, hardly ever, like never, it would have to be a very special occasion for that to happen, um, yeah just don't do that i just don't do that anymore anyways my favorite shot though there was ones i don't think you can do this in the united states at least i've never seen it was a flaming shot i can't remember what it was called the irish flaming irishman or something like that but it was like an irish shot i'm pretty sure and they literally set it on fire so like the countertop where they make the shots in at all the bars in Spain was metal like steel and then they make the shots and then they would set them on fire they would turn them upside down or something no 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 they would set them on fire and then turn them upside down and then you would drink them and they're like they were still like piping hot and you take the shot It's hilarious and so cool at the same time. And the shot was super tasty. That was like one of my favorite shots. And then we would just dance and meet new people and go out into the alleyways and meet new people and go dancing and just talk to people. And it was so much fun. The only thing about in Spain is... If you let a guy buy you a shot, it basically means you're okay with having sex with him. Which is the weirdest thing. And it took forever for me to figure that out. Because, like, people, guys would be like, yeah, let me buy you a shot. And I'm like, okay, sure. And they buy you a drink or buy you a shot. And then they follow you around the whole night. And I'm like, that's so bizarre. Why... Is that a thing so then i learned to just not let them buy me a shot or i would clarify this is not happening and if they still want to do fine whatever but just so you would know i know oh we also went to this one bar right where i lived and a lot of the um study abroad students lived in this area but it was right in that pajaro park that i lived at and, um, there was this bar, and this guy was from someplace super cool. but I can't remember where he was from. Russia. yeah, he was from Russia, and he would give us free drinks all the time, free tapas. And free drinks. If you don't know what a tapa is, you have to go back and listen to the other podcast. Sorry for all the references, but that's why I made the other podcast so that this podcast would be easier to listen to because I'm talking about a lot of stuff that you may or may not understand. It's like they build. It's like math. Okay. So unfortunately, you have to enjoy more podcasts. I hope it's enjoyable. I hope you're not listening in in pain. So uh yeah he would give us free tapas and free drinks and it was so much fun it was like our favorite bar it was kind of like an English bar and he was like the main bartender I don't think he owned that bar one time we got in the car with him me and one or two other girls and he drove us to the club don't tell my parents and yeah he drove like a maniac he was probably drunk but the roads are so tiny like he had this little tiny compact car it was like um, a Polly pocket car that like it was like a clown car like those compact cars that are like paper thin you know what i'm talking about like tiny like oh like I don't know how to explain it. I don't even know what they're called. But they're like. I don't know if they're battery operated. I don't know what they are. But they're tiny. And. He drove us up there. But he was driving like so fast. And the roads were so like the building. It was just one building on each side. And it was no kidding. The alleyways were as big as the car. Like. Those tiny, tiny, the tiniest cars you've ever seen. That kind of car. And he was driving, like, so fast. And the turns were so sharp. And it was, like, cobblestone. So the car's, like, bum, 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 bum. Like, rocking back and forth all the way up. And you're going up a mountain. Because the club that we would go to all the time was up in the gypsy area. Like, way up high in the mountain. This, like... I think we're in the Sierra Nevada or something like crazy, crazy stuff. And to think we walked up that entire mountain in like stilettos blows my mind. And I would my one thing I hated doing that was you were always a little tipsy, if not drunk, and then your stilettos would get stuck. In between the cobblestone, worst decision to ever wear heels. I learned so quickly to wear flats and to never wear stilettos or heels while going to the club in the Gypsy Mountain. So, yeah, I think that is going to be, oh, and then you would come home anywhere from 3, 4 a.m. to 7 a.m., So, and then you would start the whole day over. You start school an hour later the next day. So we learned very quickly that we would want to go to bed at like 3 or 4 a.m. Instead of 7 a.m. Anyways. Yeah. The weekends looked a little different. We had slower mornings with our host families. We could travel on the weekends. Most people went traveling like all over the world like turkish and turkey and hungary and georgia and wales and all over all over all over france and germany and africa i only went to africa two different countries in africa and then i went to france and i i took very long trips I did not do the like lots of short weekend trips. Although I did buy a trip to Ireland and England, and never took those trips because I was terrified I was going to get deported. That's a whole nother story. Um, I never got my visa. I might have to share that story with you because there's some crazy stuff that happened. But I was literally going to get deported a million times and. Yeah, anyways. I just Ireland and England are probably a little bit where I felt like were more strict than France and Af well Africa specifically, but I went illegally to I was didn't have my visa in France. Anyways, that's a whole nother story, but I'm not gonna start that story. I'm gonna finish today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed a day in the life in Granada, Spain as a college student. And I hope you subscribe and you share this with other people that might be bored or just want to listen to what it's like to live in Spain as a college student. And I hope you follow me on, uh, you know, George Herzberg on YouTube. Subscribe there as well. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening and on all platforms. That would be awesome. Google Podcasts or Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And then anywhere else you listen to podcasts, that would be so awesome. And then um, follow me at GoTGD on Twitter and Georgia Hertzberg underscore, underscore on Instagram. That would be so cool. And leave a review of what you thought about the podcast and share it. Please share it. Please continue to listen. I love sharing stories. I love you so much and we'll see you next time.